Welcome to the Glow Up Your Life podcast with your host, Casey Rose. I am a master mindset and self-empowerment coach with a method that is rooted in reprogramming your subconscious mind in order to create whatever it is you want in life. I will be teaching you how to ditch the self-doubt, the self-sabotage, the negative self-talk, and the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back in order for you to finally love and accept yourself and make the glow up of your dreams a reality. Because whatever you want in life, Whether it be a healthier body, a happy relationship, a fulfilling career, or more money, it is all possible for you, and I will be giving you all the juicy tips inside of this podcast. So let's get into it. What's up, Glow Gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Up Your Life podcast with your host, Casey Rose, who is excited for a new conversation today. We are going to be talking about the reticular activating system, which I know is a loaded statement. I'm sure a lot of us haven't heard of it before. If you haven't, it is part of the brain, and we are going to be learning and understanding how to use that part of the brain in order to create your desired reality. So whatever it is that you want, right? This podcast is all about creating your dream life. So whether that's more self-love, you want more confidence to release the self-judgment, the self-doubt, the comparison, all that ickiness. Maybe you want to love your body and lose weight. Maybe you want to find your dream partnership. Maybe you want to make more money, get a job promotion, whatever it is, right? Those things are possible. And there are reasons why we don't believe that they're possible. And what happens with those reasons, those are beliefs that are inside of our subconscious mind. And what happens is then we have this little part of the brain called the reticular activating system. And I'm going to call it the RAS throughout this episode, just so I can abbreviate it. That part of the brain filters out your external reality to validate the beliefs that are happening at a subconscious level. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you actionable steps that you can take right now in order to start to use the RAS to create your desired reality. Because right now, more likely than not, you're not happy with a certain area of your life. Or maybe it's not that you're not happy, but you do desire more, right? And if it's not coming, there is a reason. So let's use the RAS to our advantage because right now it's dictating what you're experiencing, but let's use it to your advantage to create your dream life. Okay, sound good? So before we dive into all things RAS, I do want to preface this with I am not a scientist. I didn't go to school for particularly brain studies or anything like that. The information that I have learned has been over my years of studying this information, primarily through Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is an incredible teacher and goes so deep into the neuroscience, but also marries it with quantum physics. If you haven't heard of him, you can YouTube to watch him speak. He also has incredible books out there, two of my absolute favorites that were game changers. Like, I cannot promote these books enough. The first one is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and the second one is called Becoming Supernatural. If you have not read those, I highly recommend. They are dense with scientific information, but they are so beneficial because when you actually learn that manifestation isn't all this woo-woo information, it's actually science, it's quantum physics, and you can use your brain to create your desired reality. I mean, this stuff is just so freaking cool. So I highly recommend checking those books out. They are going so much deeper than what I'm talking about today. The things I'm going to be sharing are just like scratching the surface of the actual things that go on at a neurological level. But we're going to talk about it in order to support you guys in creating whatever it is that you want. So I want you to think about your life right now. Are you happy? 
Are you unhappy? What area of your life is it that you're looking to glow up? Right? I said a bunch of examples in the beginning. It doesn't matter what it is that you desire. I want you to understand that it is possible. And if you immediately have a belief, excuse me, a belief that comes up that says it isn't, this is a prime example of your RAS at work. We're going to go into that in a little bit. But what I want you to think about is the morning, right? You woke up this morning and I want you to think, did you even pause, right? So say the alarm goes off. What were the first thoughts that started going through your head, right? Did you hit the alarm And then the thoughts started swirling that always swirl every morning. Maybe some anxiety. Maybe some Sunday scaries. Maybe I don't want to get out of bed. Oh my God, I wish I had another five minutes. And then you roll over and you trudge through the morning. You get into the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. And then you get in the shower and you wash your hair and your body in the same order that you always do. And then you brush your teeth with the same hand that you always do. And then you go out into the kitchen and you get your coffee ready. You pack your lunch and then you get into the car and you drive to work the same route you always drive it. Why I want you to think about this is because in that entire hour, say, or two, whatever, that it took you to go through your normal morning routine, did you ever stop to think about how you wanted your day to go? Did you ever take the time to pause and realize that you're the one who gets to choose the thoughts that you have and that you get to dictate how your day goes? Or were you simply operating out of these autopilot patterns that are just looping in your subconscious mind, right? Because that entire morning routine requires zero conscious thought. Your body has created a pattern. This is all by memory, right? When you wake up, which you don't even know it, but right, like when you put your pants on, which leg goes in first? You don't even know because your brain just automatically does it, right? When you brush your teeth, the same hand that always brushes your teeth does it. In the shower, what order do you do your soap and shampoo and conditioner? It's the same set of automatic patterns that are happening on autopilot. And why this matters is because when you want to change your life in any aspect, right? When you want more self-love, maybe you want to manifest something physical. Maybe you want to lose weight, like literally whatever you want and bring it to mind. You actually have to change who you are being in order to have that thing. Because if you keep moving through life on this set of automatic patterns that are functions of the beliefs that are looping in your subconscious mind, you will continue to live the same reality. If you do not change anything, if you never change your thoughts, if you never reprogram your subconscious mind, you will continue to have the same life experience. Your external world right now is a reflection of the internal. The beliefs, the past experiences, the conditions, everything that's ever happened to you, that is dictating what you see in your outer world. That is why every single one of us has a different experience. And that's where the reticular activating system comes into play. Because this bundle of neurons is filtering all the information that you're receiving every day, and it's only picking the information that validates your set of belief systems. So I want you to ask yourself, when we go back and think about that thing that you desire, do you honestly expect anything to change if you never change anything? And this is going to be a little bit of tough love 
and call yourself out here, right? Don't judge yourself. Like, just let it be what it is. It's it's okay to call yourself out, even though your ego doesn't like it. But tough love, most of us are walking around wishing something was different, wishing we loved ourselves, wishing we were in a dream relationship and that our partner would step up, wishing that we could lose weight or love our body or wishing we could make more money. And yet, nothing changes. You wake up, you go through your morning routine, you rush off to work, you rush home, you watch TV, you scroll Instagram, and you go to bed. Meanwhile, still wishing and comparing yourself to everybody else that has what you desire, but then never actually making a change. So that's the first step in all of this, is taking radical responsibility and ownership. It does not always feel good to the ego, but if you never even call yourself out and bring awareness to how you're living your life, how the freak do you expect to change? Right? It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing where you're like, oh my god, I'm such a piece of shit. I can't believe I'm not doing these things. I can't believe I look like this. I can't believe I've engaged in these patterns, and oh my god, I used to date him, and blah, 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 right? You don't have to get down on yourself. All you have to do is call it out and realize that if you desire something, you get, you have the ability, like it's such an opportunity to make a change. But most of us feel the fear and the lack and the limits because you've never done it. So your belief system, your RAS and everything else that's going on in your reality, it doesn't believe that it's possible because it's never done it. And that feels scary. And I get that. And I was there for a really long time. And most of us, we go through this same process. When you want to change your life, your subconscious, your ego is immediately like, "Uh uh-uh, that doesn't fit. I can't do that. I don't believe in that. So what do we do? We block ourselves, right? So this is all about the unblocking and realizing that you are the sole creator of your reality. And when I say the creator, what happens is our RAS plays a key role in this. So Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the reticular activating system. So before I tell you what it does, I'm just going to give you an example. When you're driving on the road, you, more likely than not, are not paying attention to the cars that are driving around you, right? But if I start started to tell you, you know, after this episode, or maybe you're driving right now as you're listening, to look for the red cars on the road all of the sudden, you're going to start to see red cars. Or if I told you to look for a Porsche, right? You probably have never looked for a Porsche on the road before, but all of the sudden, you are going to start to see Porsches everywhere, right? Or the same thing, don't think about a purple elephant. You're going to think about the purple elephant. That's because you are being fed information and your RAS is picking up that information and then it's going to search for it. Okay, so that's just a little bit of an example of how it works, but let's talk about what it actually is. So your reticular activating system is a bundle of neurons that's located at the brainstem, and it has several functions. It senses all your senses besides your sense of smell. It, does, it has cardiovascular functions. It has a lot of things that it does. But the main thing that I want to touch on inside of this episode is that your RAS is a filter, And it is sifting through all the sensory feedback, all of the information that you're picking up throughout the day. And here's the thing. As humans, we are presented with billions of bits of information, right? And your brain cannot possibly handle everything that's in your outer world. So what your RAS does is it chooses which information gets to come into your life. Think of it as like a gatekeeper, 
a soldier standing at the front of a castle. You're the castle, and that soldier standing in front is the RAS. So it's it's the person, it's the part of you that's allowing information to either come in or it's choosing to reject information. And this is where it gets fun because how does it choose which information to accept and which information to reject? So where it gets this feedback is based on your subconscious belief system. How is your subconscious belief system forward, formed? Excuse me, go listen to previous episodes. Your subconscious belief system is formed from the ages of zero to seven by what was modeled for you by your caretakers, any past experiences that have emotions associated with them. You have all of these beliefs that are swirling on autopilot in your subconscious. These beliefs tell your RAS what you can and cannot have in your life. The information that gets to come into the castle and the information that is sent away from the castle. So, for example, if you were a child, right, the subconscious beliefs are formed pretty heavily from the ages of zero to seven. That's where, like, that is your your subconscious is pretty concretely formed by the age of seven, which is so crazy, right? So if you want to change your life, go do some inner child healing. I promise you it will support you. But say you were a little kid and you, your subconscious was formed in extreme lack. Say there was not a lot of money. Say money was always talked badly about or your parents were always fighting about money or your parents talked badly about rich people. So you have a subconscious belief that money is hard to come by. Money is the root of all evil. Rich people are bad. So now as an adult, you have this belief looping that money is hard to come by. So what does your reticular activating system do? It moves throughout the day and looks. It searches for experiences to validate this belief that money is hard to come by. So when you open your bank account, you're going to see credit card debt or when you're going to see not a lot in in the bank account, you're going to have all of these bills come up unexpectedly, right? Your car is going to break down. And this gets a little tricky because a lot of people will reject this. You don't want to, you, most of us don't want to take responsibility that we are the ones controlling our reality this heavily, but you are. Your RAS is searching. That's, this is its function is to look for experiences that validate this belief. And then the other part of it is to reject anything that discounts it. So if you have this belief that money is hard to come by, rich people are the root of all evil, and you're always going to be in debt, you'll never make money. You are rejecting any opportunities that would show you more money, right? You're, you're not going to see, as you go throughout the day, you're not going to see the job posting on Indeed.com because your RAS is functioning on a belief of lack and that there isn't enough money. It's not going to see the opportunity. It's not going to see the $100 bill that's been left on the, on the road right? Because it doesn't believe that it deserves money. It doesn't believe that it has money. It doesn't, it's not rooted in a belief system that is abundant, right? Same goes for another thing that happens with my clients a lot that they come to me for is getting into a healthier body, right? Not only radical self-love and self-acceptance, but loving their physical body, whether it's weight loss or wanting to change how they look. That's a big thing. And if your past experiences are rooted in a belief that you hate your body, that you don't like looking in the mirror, that every time you try to lose weight, it doesn't work, that you've always had health problems, you've always been chronically ill, if that is the belief that is looping in your RAS, 
That is what your RAS is going to look for in your outer world. Its function is to validate the belief system of your subconscious mind. So what's it going to do? It's always going to create this emotion and feeling of unhappiness when you step on the scale. When you put clothes on, you're always going to be disappointed. When you go shopping, nothing will fit. When you go to the gym, you're going to hate the workout and you're never going to feel like a change. And then you will sabotage yourself. And after two weeks of trying to diet, or, you know, eat healthy and work out, you're going to sabotage yourself and completely fall off because your current identity, your subconscious belief system says it's not possible to love your body. So your reticular activating system looks for experiences to validate that, right? And it's rejecting any opportunity to love yourself. When it looks in the mirror, even if it's like the cutest outfit and you are so excited to buy it, you're going to reject the opportunity to love how you look because that's not what your belief system tells you to do. That is its function. To sift through all of the information that's going on in your outer world and either accept it or reject it. And that is why you can have two people, say they go throughout the same day, and one of them can be miserable and think the world is out to get them and, you know, bad thing after bad thing after bad thing happens, right? Have you ever had one of those days or watch a person who has these days where, you know, they wake up and they were late and then they're rushing out the door and then the kids are fighting and then they're late to dropping them off at school and then someone cuts them off in traffic and then they spill their coffee and then blank and blank and blank and their boss hates them and then they're late to get home and then, you know, like everything sucks. And then you have another person who goes through the same experience, right? Say they are late. Say they do get a flat tire or somebody cuts them off or blank, blank, blank happens. They could have an incredibly different experience based on the beliefs that are looping, right? If they were raised to believe that they're in control no matter what happens outside of them, that, you know what, if they get a flat tire, they get a flat tire. Somebody can come to fix it. If they spill their coffee, okay, no big deal. I got an extra pair of pants in the back. And this isn't to say that, like, the world is all sunshine and rainbows. I'm just trying to give the example that you can have two people go through the exact same experience. And one of them can think it was the worst possible experience of their life. And the other can think it was no big deal. It's because, first of all, of the beliefs that are formed in the subconscious, and then the RAS is operating to choose how it assigns meaning to these things. It is searching with all its might. This is its job. Because here's what happens if the RAS doesn't find experiences. There is, think of it as like a, a blank space in the brain. The brain can't handle that openness. It can't handle a gap in the timeline. It always has to search for experiences. It always has to validate the beliefs. Because if there's a gap and it's not validating belief, it, it scares the ego. It like doesn't exist anymore if there's that void. So it is always going to search for an experience to validate your belief system. That is why when it comes to changing your life, it is so important to unblock all of the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And yes, we're going to talk about who you're being. I'm going to give you action steps at the end of this. And I totally and fullheartedly believe in the power of being the alchemist of your reality, right? Of being able to choose how you feel and choose how you experience life, like in the snap of a finger. But most of us are so disconnected from that inherent power we hold because we've been so blocked by our past experiences and our belief system. Right? Because we've been so conditioned to think it's impossible to love ourselves. We've been so conditioned to hate our bodies. We've been so conditioned to be broke and to live in lack. 
And if you have those conditions that have created your subconscious belief system, it's really hard to override that belief system. If you have 20 plus years of conditioning of feeling unworthy, and I told you to love the heck out of yourself tomorrow, and that you're going to love what you look like in the mirror, you're going to be like, fuck you. No way. That's not true. See, your RAS is rejecting me, right? Even listening to this content, if you're like, this girl is on crack and none of what she's saying is true, that's your RAS, Because this information does not fit within your belief system. So what's your RAS doing? It's rejecting it. Same goes if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this is like, this is actually kind of cool. I wonder if this could work for me. That means your subconscious is open to learning something new, right? It might not be there all the way yet, but at least your RAS isn't completely rejecting it. Okay, so what do we do about it? The first step is really taking that radical responsibility and ownership and recognizing that you are the creator. Even though shitty things may be happening outside of you, even though you may not be happy with where you're at in life, you get to choose how you feel moving forward. If you do not take radical responsibility and ownership and continue to think that life is shitting on you and the world is out to get you and that you can never catch a break, if you continue to keep having those thoughts, you will continue to have experiences that validate those beliefs. The world will be out to get you. You will search for experiences. You will get those flat tires. These things will continue to happen to you because you are not taking responsibility responsibility. You're not recognizing that you're in control. So I highly recommend taking a little bit of time here and realizing that you get to choose. And while I don't believe like there's a big, um, you know, a teaching that we are creating all of the good and all of the bad, right? If somebody gets really sick, it's their own fault that they got really sick. And that's not what I'm trying to say here. But what I do want you to recognize is that you are always, 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 always in control of how you respond to the situations that are happening in your outer world. Because I don't want to say that, you know, the bad things happen because of you while we do, you know, we do have a large role in what's happening outside of us. But even if you can't get on board with that, you always, 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 please write this down if you're not driving, you always have the power to choose how you respond, right? And you can automatically let your RAS take over and say, yep, this does validate the belief the world hates me. Of course this happened to me. Woe is me. Blank, blank, blank. Or you can choose to say, this fucking sucked. Damn, that was awful. But you know what? I'm in control moving forward. I'm not going to let this control how I feel. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. You always have that power. And if you can't get to that space, I urge you to practice. Because until you accept that you're in control, until you take responsibility, nothing will change. And I want to go back to that because I talked about it in a little in the beginning a little bit. Most of us are moving through our life wishing something would be different. Wishing Prince Charming would fall from the sky. Wishing a million dollars would appear in our bank account. Wishing we could be happy. And yet, you're not doing anything about it besides wishing, besides going to bed hating everything, besides waking up in a poor mood, right? Because you're just operating on those autopilot patterns. If you continue to move through life with the same beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions that created your current reality that you're unhappy with, if you continue to do the same thing, where, like, how do you expect for something different to fall into your lap? You have to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And nobody's coming to save you, 
right? Nobody is going to come into your life and all of a sudden wave their magic wand and make it better. That's your responsibility. And how freaking cool that all of us have that opportunity. That magic wand lives within you, right? You have the ability to change. So how do we do that? How do we how do we get the RAS to work to our advantage? How do we use that little, not little, that huge section of neurons in our brain to create our dream life, right? How do we do that? We do that by starting to think new thoughts, by reprogramming our subconscious mind, by moving through life differently than we've currently been doing it. So while the first step requires some time, the subconscious reprogramming, right? Well, I mean, first step was taking radical responsibility. But next, we've got to unblock ourselves. If you are still moving through life with the same beliefs that you're not good enough, nobody loves you, everybody on the internet is doing better than you, you'll never have money. If those beliefs are still ruling your life, you're going to continue to get those same life experiences. Those situations will always happen like clockwork around you. So we want to unblock ourselves. How do we unblock ourselves? This takes time. This is what I do inside of Mindset Mastery Academy. So if this is something you're looking for support on, get inside that program. I'll link it in the bio. You have to start to unblock, okay? But then what can we do at the same time? How can we use the RAS to our advantage? We can give it a new set of information to look for, right? So we're unblocking the belief system that's currently telling the RAS what to do. You're doing that in step two. And then at the same time, we're starting to feed it new information. Just like I told you at the beginning of this episode to look for the red cars. I'm guaranteeing that you're going to start to see red cars on the road more. Right? Or if I tell you to think about the name Tom, you're going to hear somebody at work talking about a Tom. And you're going to be like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Your RAS is going to filter that in. Because you told it to look for it. This, oh, this is how powerful this stuff is, guys. When you tell your mind to look for something, it's going to look for it. That is literally the job of the RAS. So instead of letting it run on autopilot, what if we took it into our own hands and told it what to look for? Right? If you want more self-love, what if you told your RAS that you're worthy and that tomorrow you're going to have the best day of your life and somebody's going to compliment you and that you're going to love yourself when you look in the mirror in the morning? Say you're trying to manifest a dream partner. If you start to tell your reticular activating system, just your mind in general, you don't have to think about telling your RAS to do this. You just need to start thinking about it. If you start to think about, wow, there are so many partners out there. How lucky am I to be single and to be on this experience of meeting my dream partner, right? Journal out about your dream partner, etc. Because then, as soon as you start to feed your RAS new information, it's going to do its job and it's going to look for it because you've interrupted the set of patterns that's looping on autopilot. This is all it takes is just to interrupt the pattern, to unblock that belief that's currently keeping you stuck and feed it new information. That's why, have you ever read a book, you'll feel this way after reading Dr. Joe Dispenza, or listened to a podcast and you're like, wow, I feel really activated by that. And then your life feels a little bit different after that. It's because you learned something new. You interrupted the set of patterns, the set of beliefs that's currently controlling your reality. And now you're looking for new information to validate this new knowledge that you just learned, right? When you give it something new to look for, it's going to get excited and do just that. 
So I'm going to give you guys three action steps that you can take in order to begin to activate your RAS, to work to your advantage in order to manifest your dream reality, to live your dream life. Okay, so the first one that I want you to start practicing is thought awareness, right? In the beginning, I asked how you woke up this morning and what were the first thoughts on your mind and did you ever even take a second to pause to think about your day, right? If you just let your mind run on autopilot, what's it going to do? It's going to just do its thing based on the beliefs that it currently holds. So you need to interrupt it. I love this step because it's fun, because you get to break up the patterns. So here's the thing that's happening at a neurological level. Neurons that fire together wire together. And that is why when you brush your teeth, you don't even think twice about what hand you pick up because it's just done it since you were five years old and you learned to brush your teeth, right? Same when you're picking up a pen to write. If you're a lefty, you don't pick up the pen with, the, with your right hand and begin writing. It's just an unconscious set of patterns. It just does its thing on autopilot. So the first step I love doing this is to break the patterns, Sleep on the different, like on the other side of the bed. Set your alarm for a different time. When you're in the shower, and this like glitches my brain just thinking about it. When I first did this, I was always trying to mix things up. I would try to switch the order. So normally, what do I do in the shower? See, like it takes conscious thought to think about it because your brain just does it. But I always start by shampooing and then I wash the shampoo out and then I put the conditioner on and then I do my body soap, right? So I would mix it up and not start with shampoo and instead body wash and then 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 the shampoo and then the conditioner or take extra time elsewhere like just standing there you break up these patterns and your brain at first is going to be like uh what are you doing <laughs> it's going to feel so glitched out because it's so used to doing something a certain way and those neurons at a physiological like neurological level are so used to firing together and you're coming in and saying nope we're going to do something differently and it's like what so I love to break up the patterns. When you drive to work, if there's another way that like takes the same amount of time, drive the other way. When you're like change up your routine, just do little things to break up the patterns. And something that's helpful here is to put alarms on your phone. So once you get into your autopilot state, you're on autopilot unless you need to be consciously thinking about something. So if you're at work and you kind of have a repetitive job where you're just sitting at the computer and typing things in or it's very monotonous, put an alarm on, the on your phone to interrupt those thoughts. Because once you get into your autopilot, you're just back into your old set of patterns. You're in your old programs. So if you can interrupt it and feed it new information, like if you give yourself a task or if you write down on your alarm label, name three things that I love about myself, or search for three people and go tell them blank, or what are three things I'm grateful for, right? You're interrupting the pattern and feeding your RAS new information. So that's step one, practice breaking the patterns. Bring awareness to who you're currently being and then break the patterns. The second one is visualization. We are the ones that are telling our brains what to look for. So if you never take the time to pause and think new thoughts, how do you expect your life to change? And honestly, I want to know the answer to that question. Like, say you're really fighting me on this, which is okay. That's your prerogative. But if you're really fighting me on this and you have an explanation, I want to know it. <laughs> Right? Like, how do you expect something to change if you never think with different thoughts, if you never give yourself something different to think about? So this is the second one is visualization. So when you wake up in the morning, instead of going through the same set of patterns that always yield the same results, unhappiness, not loving how you look, you feel unworthy, you're, you hate that you're single, yada, yada, right? 
And this is also not to discount your problems. I understand that you're human and you're having your experience and it sucks sometimes. I never want you to think that they're minuscule. But I just want to say that if you want to change them, do something about it. Okay? My little tough love. So visualization. Close your eyes. Like when your alarm goes off, you are in the perfect meditative state. Your brain is between conscious and subconscious um, operating systems. So you're closer to your subconscious mind. You're in a deeper brainwave state. So this is the perfect time to think about how you want your day to go. When you're laying there with your eyes closed, think about getting in the shower and think about when you're brushing your teeth and when you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking about that person staring back at you and how much you love them and you're so proud of yourself and you're visualizing yourself having these positive thoughts and then you're visualizing cooking a healthy breakfast and having so much time to sit down and maybe read or text your friends or call somebody before work and then you're driving to work and your favorite song comes on the radio and then you get to work and you just have the best day ever and you work with the greatest co-workers and your boss comes by and brings you a coffee for all your hard work. You're laying in bed with your eyes closed, thinking about how you want the day to go, visualizing it. And when you're doing this, you are feeding the brain new information. You're retraining the reticular activating system to begin looking for evidence that supports this visualization that you just created. That's its job, right? To validate what you feed it. And right now, it's just operating on autopilot, but as soon as you introduce something new, it's going to be able to start looking for new things. If you never change it, it's always going to stay the same. But if you give it even just a little bit, it's going to start looking for it, right? So visualize how you want your day to go. And you can take this to the next level and do what is called segment intending, or you can call it scripting. And this is where you journal either the night before or the morning of as the version of you who already completed the day. So if I was scripting in the morning, I, you know, say it's 7 a.m., I would be writing that journal prompt from the perspective of me 12 hours from now. So it's 7 p.m. So it's still the morning, but I would be starting the journal prompt by writing, I had the best day ever today. Everything went my way. My boss congratulated me. I got this really great opportunity at work. And then this guy left me his number at the coffee shop. And I got a front row parking spot and blank and blank and blank. And I'm just so grateful that I get to choose my reality. I'm so grateful that I had the best day ever. You're taking that visualization one step further and you're writing it out. You're scripting it. I want you to think about literally waving a magic wand as you script Because what's going to happen is your reticular activating system is going to seek out these situations that you just wrote down. And more importantly, it's going to start to reject all of the shitty situations that you may have experienced before, right? When you get yourself on this new frequency, you're no longer available for people cutting you off. You're no longer available for spilling your coffee. And if these things happen, they don't get you down like they used to because your RAS is rejecting those experiences. It's rejecting the feelings of unworthiness. It's rejecting the feelings of the world is out to get me, etc. You're changing your energetic frequency. You're changing how you're thinking. Oh my God, this stuff lights me up so much. I want to go just script and visualize how. You get to choose. So visualization and scripting are huge for this. And then the last one is meditation. Meditation is one of the most transformative tools that you have. It is free. You need literally nothing to do it. All you have to do is sit and just think, right? Well, not think, but you just need to sit and let your thoughts go. 
And so many people are like, I can't quiet my mind. You don't have to do a meditation like transcendental meditation as you're sitting there chanting a mantra. That's a great way because it's not about quieting your mind. It's about just repeating a mantra over and over again. So the thoughts are coming up and maybe you get attached to them for a second, but then you let them go and come back to the mantra. Kundalini yoga meditation is, oh my God, I can't even express how much I freaking love this practice. Um, my good friend Anna, she was actually on the podcast before. Go back to some of my earlier episodes. She's a kundalini yoga teacher, and she talks on how this actually rewires the brain and gets different neurons to fire together, right? If you're somebody who rejects meditation, right? And here's another example. Why do you reject it? Because your past experiences have always told you it's hard. What if you heard me say meditation and you're like, huh? wow, I'm really excited to learn about the benefits of meditation. When I sit down, I'm going to be able to quiet my mind. Start to tell yourself you can do things, right? Your past experiences only dictate your future if you let them. Literally, like you wake up every morning with the opportunity to be a clean slate, but none of us harness, not none of us, very few of us harness that power because we're so attached to our old identity. We're allowing our past experiences to dictate how we move forward. You always have a choice. Like, what if you woke up tomorrow with no memory of the past, right? Would you still move throughout the day thinking the world was out to get you? Would you still have the shittiest day ever? No, you'd just kind of be like moving through life because you're not letting your past control you anymore. So meditation. What meditation allows us to do is move into a different brainwave state. So when you're consciously aware you're at an alpha brainwave state, when you get into meditation, you're out accessing, excuse me, um, theta waves, which is where your subconscious operates on. And once we get the conscious mind out of the way, we get to access those subconscious programs that are currently ruling our life. And that's why it's so incredibly beneficial to get into those brainwave states and think with different mind. So meditations, you really can just sit there and watch your thoughts go by without attachment. That's one way, that thought awareness that I talked about. You can watch your thoughts without judgment, see what comes up, don't assign meaning to it, and just let it go, right? Sit there, set a timer for 10 minutes, five minutes, even one minute. That's what I want to say, guys. I understand that these practices can feel overwhelming because you're like, I don't have freaking time for this. It doesn't have to be a 20 to 30 minute hour long practice every day. Five minutes, Set your alarm for five minutes in the morning for your visualization. Holy crap. Abraham Hicks say it only takes 17 seconds to shift your frequency by focusing on something good, right? So five minutes of visualization, five minutes of journaling, and then before bed, five minutes of meditation. That's 15 minutes of your 12-hour day, right? Everybody, I promise you, you have that time. Drop it down to a minute for each of those if you don't. Take these practices and do something with them. Take this information that you used, or excuse me, that you just heard, and use it. Your RAS will do what you tell it to. If you tell it enough that, you know, Prince Charming is going to walk through the door and you can release the self-doubt, right? Because we have these two layers. We have these subconscious blocks, our past experiences keeping us from believing in these things. But if you can marry these two principles together, first one being removing the subconscious blocks, second one thinking with a new mind, telling your RAS what to look for. If you can start to do those two things on a daily basis, your life will dramatically change. Only if you believe in it, though. If you're still rejecting this, which is okay, your RAS is telling you to reject this and it's telling you to think that I'm crazy and that it's not possible, that's okay. But start to reprogram it. 
And that is why I created Mindset Mastery Academy because so many of us, like that inherent power to alchemize and override all of our patterning exists. It's so true and it's so there. But most of us are disconnected from this power because of our conditioning. So if you're looking to learn how to remove the subconscious blocks, that's where Mindset Mastery Academy comes into play. This is a 10-week long guided program. So there's 10 weeks of videos, 10 weeks of workbooks that have journal prompts and exercises, 10 guided meditations so that you don't have to just sit there and quiet your mind. I tell you what to think about in those meditations. A resource library with kundalini yoga, breathwork practice, EFT practice, human design trainings with a human design reader. This program is giving you literally all the information you need to know how to do this for you to change and think with a different mind, to reprogram the beliefs that are currently keeping you stuck and causing you to reject this information, right? And give it new stuff to think about. This work is so transformative, but it's only transformative if you allow it to be. Your experience will always be dictated by those subconscious beliefs. So why don't you start to choose which beliefs are controlling you? So I want you to take some time, practice these exercises I gave you, but really just think about the reticular activating system. Think about what you want to tell yourself to see tomorrow. So when you're lying in bed tonight, after even just after listening to this episode, think about what you want to see what you crave and, you know, start to tell yourself you love yourself. Like, just start to do the things that are required to change your life or the thoughts that would support your dream life. Start to think them. Start to write them down and your RAS will start to look for them, okay? Woo! That was so good. I am like, oh, this stuff just lights me up. Um, thank you guys for being here. I see you. I love you. If once again, you are looking for more support, please message me on Instagram at Casey Rose Coaching, or you can click the link in the show notes to learn more about Mindset Mastery Academy. Okay. I'll see you guys next week for another episode.